back to another episode of Bridge the Gap. Uh, as you know, with Bridge the Gap, we talk about how can we improve our mind, body, spirit, and soul. When we think of mind, we're actually thinking more of how can we educate ourselves, get the facts about a situation. So one of the things that I like to do is to encourage people to read nonfiction books, books that uh, the authors are someone that is respected and they have integrity and they have done much research and their perspectives are not just to influence you but to give you the information Uh, and so as far as our spirit we're going to work on that today and today is I'm using a tribute that I did for my mother Uh, at her funeral I did the family tribute to her and I just happened to find it in my notes uh, today, and I thought, you know, this is really, this was good then, and it's good now. She died September 15th, 2016, so it's been a few years now, but this was still good, and I actually started to cry as I got to certain parts of it, because parents have a huge influence on our life. Uh, We learn values way back from our family of origin. And we also, sometimes we keep some of those values and other times we let them go. But you will find that whatever values, there are some values, I'll put it that way, some values that you picked up from your family of origin that you are still practicing today. As I work with grad students, I do ask that question. What are some values that you believe you picked up with your family of origin years ago and you're still you still have that same value today now we we can increase decrease <laughs> on the things that we consider to be the most valuable things in our life but I certainly as I read through this tribute that I did for my mother I certainly saw some values that I picked up from my family of origin and that I still today believe and still today operate with. So as a Mother's Day tribute, I'm going to share a personal tribute that I did for my mother on the day of her funeral. So I'm hoping I can get through this. So hang in there. We'll be right back with the tribute. This is uh, the tribute that I did at my mother's funeral. And I hope this is helpful to someone as you're thinking about maybe your mother or you're thinking of a person that you've lost that you were really close to. Um, But I titled this Mother's Advice. So the title of the tribute that I did for my mother at her funeral was Mother's Advice. And just keep in mind, I'm going to read it just as I did that day, so it will make sense to you. I'm not changing any of the words to reflect today's date. I'm just going to read it as it was. This was actually an uplift to my spirit when I read this. And it became very emotional for me just thinking about my mother and the appreciation that I have for my parents, both my mother, my father, my siblings. I have so much appreciation that God placed me in this particular family. So this is the tribute, Mother's Advice. 
In order to help myself to process the death of my family, I have gone to God for answers, and I have read many authors and theologians' work who have written books concerning their personal stories and theology concerning death. One author I have quoted on my mother's program because I feel that each of us, my sons and I, including my mother, identifies with Jerry Sitzer's experience of losing three generations in one car crash. Sitzer's daughter, wife, and mother were killed in the same car accident. As well, his son has been handicapped for the rest of his life due to that one car crash. Sitzer's statement resonates with my sons and my mom and me because of we lost our father, our brother and sister before my mother passed. So she had to go through this time of bereavement with me and my sons. And I feel that others here today could agree with this statement. And this is what Jerry Sitzer, and this is from his book entitled A Grace Disguised, How the Soul Grows Through Loss. He says, heritage has always been important to us, but never more than in these last three years. Much of who we are is a product of the heritage given to us at birth. Our story is part of a much larger story that we did not choose, and we were assigned a role for which we did not audition yet have the power to choose how we live out that story and play that role. We want to live our story well and play our role with as much integrity and joy as we can." In quotes. So it is an honor to be in the role of my mother's child sharing some of her advice with you. As a teenager, I would have assumed my sister, Theatris, would have been the person in, in this role to make final statements about our mother. However, I did not choose my role, but it has been divinely chosen for me. I am referring to a much broader role that God places in the hands of some family members. This numious role can include, but not limited to, birthing people into the kingdom of God as well as birthing family into the kingdom of heaven. Although I stood at Daddy Felix, that's my grandfather, hospital bed as a 20-year-old, crying as he tried to speak final words to me, I did not realize that I had been divinely chosen to one day stand at my father's bed, my sister's bed, my brother's bed, and later before my mother's bed as the one who would lead them through some of the last prayers that they would speak on the earth in this dimension. God does not always give us the details of our roles up front. 
he allows his divine plans to gradually manifest. Only he create plans for our life before we were in our mother's womb. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I know the plans I have in mind for you, declares the Lord. Each of us have assigned numinous roles on the earth. These are spiritual roles which cannot be fulfilled by having a career, owning a house, having a family, going on vacation, or getting an education. They, these are all personal, more selfish choices and focuses. But God allows us to enjoy our personal choices. However, he expects us to fulfill our numius role. This type role is our personal, unselfish assignment on the earth. We get no personal benefit out of this role. God says a gift, places a gift inside each of us that endows us with the authority to positively empower others and influence our earthly environments. I enjoy reading books by Dr. Caroline Leaf. She's a neuroscientist and author of Who Switched Off Your Brain? It's the title of her book. Dr. Leaf says our gifting is the way we think and process information in our brain. In other words, God created our brains to process and think so that we are gifted to fulfill the spiritual roles he has assigned to us. Not only does he give us ability, but authority to carry out these roles. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 28 says, tells us about the gifts that God places within the body or the church. There is a saying that those who talk the most know the least. Those who talk the least know the most. Why listening is one of the most valuable tools of any writer or author. My mother was known as a quiet woman who spoke little, just smiled. But my mother gave much advice to us, her children. Some we followed, some we did not. I now know that our parents, some knowingly and others not knowingly, give us advice to keep us focused on what God wants us to accomplish on the earth. In my mother's 96th year on the earth, she seemed most concerned about her earthly contributions or her legacy. Question, how many of us have understood our spiritual role on the earth? And how many of us have chosen to reject our God-given spiritual role? When we ignore God's plans, we experience frustration and confusion. Our gifts lie dormant within us. We are sleepwalking, going to a job, 
taking in a movie, having dinner, watching TV, etc. Hence, our speech is as noise. 1 Corinthians 13 and 1, claiming symbols. Psalm 82, 1 through 7 says, walking around knowing nothing, allowing the foundations of the earth to shake. Painful loss, as we are still enduring within our family, can cause us to be bitter, or it can cause us to be better. As I reflect on life commandments, which were formed during my childhood years by my parents, advice and values, I have learned to appreciate and apply them to better my life. Just a word to parents. Parents have an obligation to lay a positive foundation for their children. And for us children, we have the responsibility to embrace some of our parents' foundation while building upon that foundation for our children and or for the next generation. An example of a life commandment. My mother and father taught us to do whatever we do, do it in excellence. So I will share with you four of the many practical things my mother shared to keep me focused, which has become my life commandments. First, operate in excellence. She exhibited excellence while harmonizing with Mrs. Willie Mae Graves during their duets in church. She illustrated excellence when she made our clothing, draperies for our home, hats and dresses to model at the state and local fairs, her selection and placement of furniture in our home, her decorating techniques, and keeping a very, very clean house, how she dressed and how she taught us her children as well as how she taught other children. She taught us to present well when speaking publicly. I adopted her aspirational attitude speaking during my 4-H club competitions and church Easter programs were not my favorite thing to do, but it was her favorite things for me to do. However, I realize now that it was the catalyst for my influential speaking to present multiple millions of dollars of business development ideas and strategies in over 20 countries. Second practical tip, my mother taught us to be alert. She would say, know that everyone is not your friend. So pay attention to people. Be quiet and listen. I learned that both she and Maya Angelou were right. People will tell you who they are. Believe them. I am reminded of a scripture for which is key when discerning others. Matthew 7 and 16. By our fruits we are recognized. It is essential to be discerning in our tumultuous world. Otherwise, some people's advice to us is to take us off focus 
of what will help us to move forward according to God's strategic plans for our life. And as family has gone through the valleys of death, we have had to focus, meaning me and my sons, we really have got to focus. We have gained revelation knowledge and the spirit of wisdom which creates and massages our future decisions. Third advice from my mother. My mother taught us by example to never give up. She required that we learn as a child this scripture, Philippians 4:13. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. My mother at 94 years old was able to hop planes with me going to and from Mississippi to California. She was able to um, do this after losing her husband and two of her children. At 95, she was ready to do, to not only fly across the country, which normally took many hours coming from Mississippi to California and all of the stops in between, but she rose to that occasion and even we took a drive to her sister's house a three-hour drive further out after getting off planes all day it is because of her examples i have learned to go beyond difficult circumstances because i know that god is available to help me reach mountaintops Dr. Caroline Leaf research confirms what the Bible teaches, which is pushing through challenges increases your brain's ability to think deeper, rejuvenate memory, increase your intellect, become happier individuals, and gives us a sense of accomplishment. Hence, excuses for lack of forward movement and victim mentalities only hinders us My mother did not approve of excuses. Last piece of advice. And my favorite advice that my mother gave is this. She said, I went farther than my parents in life, and you should go farther in life than we were able to go. This life commandment has helped to change the trajectory of my life's journey. I love to encourage the next generation to go further. I love learning, traveling, and gaining exposure to other ideas and best practices and other perspectives. This is why I've started mentoring programs, encouraging the next generation to go farther. As well, Mark 9, 23, Jesus says, all things are possible for those who believe. I recently asked my mother, and this is just before she died, what would she change about her life if she could? I was surprised at her answer. She said, I wish I had put more effort into my studies when I was in college. And second, I want to leave a positive legacy. In other words, what will people say were her contributions on the earth? 
So I created a, a video tribute for her for Mother's Day, just before she passed. And the video highlighted examples of contributions and choices I have made in my life to go farther based on the life examples she provided for me. My mother was not the type to cry easily. However, she cried as she watched the video. My mother began to realize that part of her legacy is the influence and empowerment she had on her children's lives to go beyond our setbacks and just maybe her influence on all the children she taught in school has empowered them to go further. My mother indeed stepped into her numious role during her life on the earth. In summary, wearing designer clothing will not make us a designer. We must go further and take classes perhaps relocate to New York or Paris and seek fashion career mentors. Driving luxury cars and trucks does not make us accomplished persons. We must go farther and actually develop or create something. Living in a large or small beautiful home does not give us character. We must go farther and purpose to become a person of character. Hanging around many people does not entitle us to be respected. We must go farther and earn the respect we desire. What is going farther for you? And I ask all of you, the audience listening today, what is going farther for you? Developing a program that helps children setting up a nonprofit, going back to school, creating a caring place for the elderly, receiving counseling and advice to help your spiritual and mental health, providing means for others to receive scholarships to attend college, things that gives us identity, respect, and happiness are our personal assignments on the earth. Our personal contributions on the earth gives us joy. Someone actually mentions our name in their reading uh, or in during their road to success and significance. That gives you joy when you find out that you have helped someone and now they're mentioning, thank you for helping me to be successful or significant in this area. God defines our numious roles by the individual plan that he makes for each of us. That plan includes how we can empower others and bless our environments. The legacy we leave is determined by whose lives we positively affect. Legacy has nothing to do with what we have, but everything to do with who we have become and whose lives we have positively influence during our time on the earth. Playing the victim's role in making up excuses as to why we have not made any contributions on the earth is easy to do, and this attitude is unflattering for us. But I learned from my mother that I must go further by leaving a legacy that empowers others.
So I hope you have enjoyed listening to the tribute to my mother. And as a spiritual practice, it is always good to reflect back on the positive things that God has placed in your life. In this case, I'm specifically talking about a parent. Um, It's a very positive person that was placed in our lives. And because of that, a lot of the example that she lived is what we followed. And so keep in mind that if you're influencing others, think of the example that you're placing before them. Particularly if you are a leader, what is the example that you're living before others that you are leading? Because that will make a humongous difference in your life and their life. It will make a difference of your happiness And it will also make a difference of the trajectory of their life. This is Shirley Smith with Bridge the Gap. Always take the time to reflect back on the goodness that God has provided in your life. And allow it to bring satisfaction and peace to your soul. So today has been a concentration on the spirit and the soul in the way of a tribute to a mother, which happened to have been my mother. May God bless you.